Hi, I'm Shah. I'm Ollie. And we are Creeping It in the Family, a podcast where we dish details about all things horror. Episode 52. Episode 52, Shaun of the Dead. It's a big one. It's a good one, Great though. Film. It's such a good film. I was speaking to Tyler and Adam about this yesterday, but they said, oh, I wouldn't class that as a horror, but it's horror it comedy. It's a horror. It's, it's a subgenre it's zombies. Of horror, yeah. yeah, so it is horror. Do you not think it's? it feels like ages since we've recorded? No. I don't know why, but I just feel like it's been a really long time. It hasn't, but it feels like it has. When did we last record something? It would have been probably a week ago. We always record. No, we recorded Friday, didn't we? So a week and a day ago. No, we recorded before that, didn't we? Did we not? No, we recorded... Um... Did you had your Thursday episode, didn't you? Yeah, but I, I don't know. About, <laughs> about a week. No longer than a week, probably. All right, okay. It just felt like it was forever. Can I just say as well, when I was searching for this film... I was like, I was so appreciative to find it on Netflix. I was yeah, like, thank so you, God. Because you know what? You know what's happening? And I don't know whether it's some sort of, I don't know, what do you call it, effect? Mandela effect that's going on. But whenever we review a film and it's not on Netflix or Amazon Prime, the week after we fucking review it, it comes on Amazon Prime and I'm like, why does it keep doing this? It's done it with Urban Legend. It did it with... I'm guessing not the pool. Not the, not the pool. It did it with Urban Legend. It did it with, it did it with another one as well. And I was just like, what's going on? What is happening? Yeah, I just have to deal with ten thousand pop ups every week. Yeah, on the perfectly legal. Yeah, on. <laughs> yeah, when I rent them off Prime, gives you pop up some reason. It must just be my Prime. <laughs> yeah. You can't prove anything. <laughs> that's, that's it. You can't prove anything. No receipts. Right. Okay. So. This this film, when I first watched it, I think I've mentioned this on the podcast before, but when I first watched it, I couldn't stand it. I didn't see the appeal. I didn't like it. I didn't think it was very funny. But the more I watched it, the more I laugh at it now. And yeah. I do appreciate it. It's such a good film. Um, yeah, it's, it's it basically, I, I haven't watched it in a long time, but it, it when you're little, like you don't really see like the picture the film's painting like as much you just follow what happens every second but the this whole start of the film is showing that we're already zombies i think it's showing that society is already we're already like zombies mm. we're just all stood on our phones and then everyone's like sluggish going to work no one's actually taking in what's happening around them that like people just in this consecutive repeat every, like wake up do xyz goes to bed do again not the next seeing day. everything yeah, around yeah they're just in a zombie like state yeah so it was, it was quite cool to see that um, and the film, they definitely put that in there because uh, one of the main points it's emphasised is when Sean's walking to the shops the next day and every, all this stuff's <laughs> happened. in that fucking Yeah, but, c- but because he's <laughs> in this routine of doing that every single day, he doesn't yeah, notice he anything doesn't that's notice happened anything around wrong. him. Yeah, and I, it was a very interesting... This is the thing I like about the trilogy. So it's Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz and World's End, isn't it? There's a lot of social commentary that yeah. goes on behind it. It's not just... A piss take of a film. It's yeah. quite clever in the way it's done. Yeah, Hot Fuzz has got some good good parts in it. Like mm. it's not it's not oversold in it being a comedy in the sense where they try and be funny in every situation. It's like the the characters are just naturally funny in the way that they act because you can see you can see at points in the film the where the comedy is. They've not forced a line out to say this will mm. be funny. It really fits with the characters how they've been throughout the film. And the thing as well, it's, you know, you you wouldn't get big actors on board if it wasn't, if it was just a piss-take film. Yeah. You know, you've got Bill Nye in this one. In Hot Fuzz, there was Timothy Dalton. Like, really big names. Yeah. That, it, it, just for a stupid film, it, they wouldn't have probably even considered it. But it was, it was good to see and I enjoyed it. Yeah. So it starts... At the Winchester, which is where it always ends up as well. And Liz and Sean are an item. So Liz is unhappy because Ed's always there and she has to invite her flatmates who are David and Diane. And I was so happy. I, f- I completely forgot Lucy Davis was in this movie and I love Lucy Davis, Dawn from The Office. Right. And so I was proper chuffed about that. And he promises he'll spend more time with Liv, uh, Liv sorry, Liz and... He says that they'll book a restaurant together and have some alone time. Yeah. So then we learn that Sean and Ed... Well, does Ed live there? Or does he? is he just, like, always there and then lives there sort Ed, of thing? Ed, to me, he he lives... So what, I think what happened was those three went to college yeah. together. University Uni together. together. College, fucking... I've watched so many American films. College. So they went to university together. They all bought this 
student ha- house, house sort yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah, bachelor pad. Yeah, this will be sick. But now they've been living there X amount of years. They're all adults. Got got the boring dead end jobs mm. to go to, and it's not like a party lifestyle anymore. Like Ed's the one who never got out of that. He's yeah, the one who still occasionally yeah, sells still weed wants and... everyone to get to get smashed on a fucking work night and not care about the responsibilities. So I don't know if he. I don't know if he doesn't pay rent because you'd feel like that'd be something Pete would kick off at quite a yeah. lot. And I can't remember if there was a line in there where he says, oh, why don't you pay fucking rent then? Yeah, unless, I don't think he does. Unless it's Sean that covers Ed's rent. That's what I'd imagine is happening. Yeah, maybe so. But Pete is really fed up with Ed being lazy and he's just like, you know, he doesn't do fuck all. When he does something, it's half assed And he makes a comment to Ed saying, you know, oh, if you're going to be, if you're staying here and not currently working or paying any rent then the least you can do is clean Clean the house up a bit. So, and and Sean's sort of in between Ed and Pete. He sort of, I think he admires Ed in terms of the, like, he just admires how brash he is and he he just doesn't give a shit. But actually, he sort of wants to be like Pete in terms of, Pete seems to be a little bit higher up on the pay scale, got got a bit more importance about him. Did you notice the game that, Ed's playing at the start of the film. Time splitters too. Yeah, I'm surprised you. I'm surprised you caught up on that. I didn't yeah. think you didn't notice. I, as soon as I thought, I was like, "Oh shit!" Yeah, time splitters too. Me and Oliver had uh, many a good a good hours playing time splitters too. It on was our, such on a, our not chipped Xbox. On our not chipped Xbox, can't prove a thing. Exactly. <laughs> that is that is the title of the episode now. Can't prove a thing. Right, so. The there's a montage of Sean going to work and it sets up for later on because we've mentioned it briefly already when things change and it turns into like an apocalypse. Yeah. We see the exact same thing again. The newspapers though are talking about a potential apocalypse as well. Then people it's sort of like people at the shop are unwell and so Sean is in charge. He works for like an electrics company. Yeah. And he's he's talk He works at an electric company and he's not he's nowhere near in charge, but it, he's literally there because he's the oldest. Yeah, and he been, says, Well I'm the oldest. Like, so. To look after things for that day. Yeah, and he he try he really tries to put himself forward and he's like, you know, no personal phone calls and he's like, you know, how old are you? And he's like sixteen. Yeah. <laughs> oh, right, okay. But he's uh he ends up taking a phone call from Liz and it sort of like backfires and she saw, she's trying to remind him oh have you booked the restaurant but because he's trying to appear professional he's like yep yes Liz no Liz and he's not really taking it in because this kid's watching him Yeah. and then Sean's stepdad is he called Phil yeah Phil, yeah, Phil. He, I always call him Bill because he's Bill Nighy he, uh, that's, his, that's his name so it it always gets confusing and he comes in and he reminds Sean that it's Mother's Day and that you know maybe you could remember the flowers that you didn't buy last year or something like that it's and there's this thing between sean and uh, phil and he never calls him dad and whenever somebody yeah. comments on it he's like he's not my dad and yeah. he's so childish with it but it sets up for quite an emotional scene does, in the car re- later on it's a really good scene later on it was so people are getting a bit sicker on the bus journey home and I was just like, I was watching it and I was like, shit me, this hits a bit closer to home than I'd like with this recent pandemic. Yeah. There's people like, <laughs> like, I was like, shit. Makes you anxious, doesn't it, when you see people coughing in public? Yeah, and I was, it, it does, it's, it feels like it's not so far from the truth. So then he tries to immediately go home and he's like, he says to Ed, he's like, I thought you cleaned up the house and he's like, yeah, I did. Then had a few beers. Yeah. <laughs> I was just, you know, you remind me of let, Ed a little let, bit. No, <laughs> fuck off, I'm clean. I am. You're, I am. Oh, I, I was like, "What clean of what?" No, I mean, I, I don't. Like, I don't leave shit everywhere. No, you don't. You're a very tidy individual, to be fair. Um, yeah. No, to it's be, more to a fair, thought process Ed, that makes me think of you. Ed, Ed is a, a cunt in this film. He, he does. It's hard to look past. Like I was thinking about it because is it Nick Frost? Yeah, Nick yeah. Frost. When him and Simon are together, like you just no matter what the characters have done in the film, you just like them to. Yeah. They're just very likable characters. So it, it's. You can sometimes like shrug off like what the what the character actually is doing in that mm. film. But if you have to and look at it objectively, yeah, is is a bad influence. Is lazy. Is un is untidy. Is inconsiderate about others. So Liz has got points in this film. Uh, what's the guy's name? Pete's got points in this film. Like Ed is a bit of a wanker. He's yeah. someone you wouldn't want to live with. 
And he, I agree with that. He's not... But Sean just seems to sort of cling on to him. He's like a safety blanket for him. But then he rings the restaurant because he's like, well, you have to... You have to book the restaurant. Yeah. And he's like, oh, no, we just gave our last seat away. And he's like, oh, shit. So he has to tell Liz. And he's like, and she's like, well, where are we going instead? And he's like, Winchester. Winchester hangs up. <laughs> he's like, oh, shit. So he takes the flowers that he bought for his mum, Barbara, goes to Liz's flat. And his flatmates, flatmates refuse to let him in. And he's like, well, I'm coming up. I'll climb the window. <laughs> and so you look, you're looking at the scene of this window when he's opening it up. And they're all sort of like waiting for him to appear. And you just hear this thud and then the phone go again. And he's like, yeah, tried that. Can yeah. you let me up, please? He ends up getting up and Liz is just pretty much like, it's over. You've, you're still a child. All you want to do, I, you know, I want to do something with my life. I don't want to just be sitting in the Winchester drinking myself away. And, yeah. you know, you're quite happy to do that. And he is, he, you know, and I'm not saying yeah, there's the, anything wrong with that. You, you're not, but you can understand why Liz feels the way she does. You don't, you don't ever think Liz is a bitch for what she's doing to him. No. Like, you, you understand the frustration. If I, he's, he's a bit of a layabout. Like, he, he does the bare minimum. He coaxes through life. Yeah. And, it, you know, it's she wants more than that. And that's fair enough. And she's like, when have we ever been on holiday? And he's like, we went to Greece. And she's like, we, we met, met in Greece. Greece. <laughs> and it's the bit as well where he hands her the flowers and he's like, I've got these for you. And she's like, to a wonderful mum. And he tries to style it out. And it's, like, oh, that's it's just, you. It's just, that's yeah, you. Yeah, that's me. It's like, oh, it's just a joke because you said I'm not your mum. And I thought, oh, you know, if I get you the flowers. They're for your mum, aren't they, John? <laughs> yeah, they are. <laughs> nice. Smooth. That's what she says. Smooth. But... They, she she pretty much says to him, "It's over. I don't. Yeah. I don't see where this is going anymore." And so he leaves, and he's really upset. And they end, him and Ed end up in the Winchester again. And you can see that he's been crying and is an absolute mess. And Ed brings out the fucking chimp. And I'm not quite sure where this comes in at any point yeah, in the, any of the, the three gorilla. films. He just likes being the gorilla. But we'll go with that. And he's trying to cheer him up, and they end up in a lock in. And that saves the lives, yeah. pretty much. And so they're... Yeah, I suppose it does, actually. You don't think about it, do you? No. When all this chaos is going on, they're locked in the pub, so they're safe. Yeah, and so they're sitting in the pub, and Ed's making up all these stories about resident drinkers, and <laughs> it's quite funny. Yeah. Did you know that's improvised, that scene? Was it? Yeah. The, the, the script always said you could, you're going to... Um, you're going to talk about, like, the... Like, some faces in the pub and the backstories, but... To let him like look at him and say what he wanted to say. Oh Jesus! Yeah. I don't know whether that's like a positive thing or negative. So I watched De- Dead Meat release a kill count literally the day after I watched the film. So yeah. I was like, oh, I'll be able to watch this and get a few. So yeah, oh, there wasn't there wasn't that much improvisation in the film. The the scripted quite a lot of it, but that was one of the few moments when he said, "Yeah, go with it." So 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 Simon Pegg's um, was laughing, genuinely reacting yeah, to what laughing. he was saying. But that's that's the type of reactions and like. Because at, at that point, it's not acting; it is genuinely Simon laughing, and the bond between Simon and Nick—you felt like that in every film. Yeah, they're in together. it shines through, yeah, doesn't it? it? You, get, you get that best friend feeling from them. So they end up staggering out of the Winchester, and when Sean went into the Winchester earlier, he saw a couple kissing outside, and they t- they turn around, and she's at, like yeah. to the. To them, and being half drunk, they just look like they're fiercely kissing. Yeah. But actually, she's eating this guy yeah, eating <laughs> against the wall. And, and he's just like, I can't remember what he says, put him down, love, or something like that. Mm. Or he's still hungry, or yeah. something. Something like that. And then they're walking back. This bit makes me piss where it's like, I get higher, baby. And it's. To an audience, it's like no, something's going on here. Yeah. But they're they're just strolling around because you're just oblivious to it in your own world, aren't you? Yeah, that that's what the film's getting across. It's people are so blinded by everyday stuff, like they're in that much of a routine. It's uh, they're not they not clock on. Do they? Yeah, and it it is. We we're so distracted from real life. Like I, the amount of people who get hit by cars and stuff every day because they're just staring at the phone and they're not paying attention. But yeah, maybe maybe this was a sign of like and I know it's easy to say now with COVID and I don't want to get all fucking COVID aware. COVID spiracy. Yeah, but like the look how unprepared we was for a for a virus, like a pandemic. Like massively unprepared. We were. And the film in the film like 
there's warnings on the news and right from the start of the film there's warnings in the news warnings like there's newspaper articles like it's everywhere you can start to see it happening mm. people coughing everywhere like a guy eating a pigeon's head but everyone no one just listens to it they just carry on with the life and maybe that's Until why it gets maybe that's point. why in the film everything's out of control was because people are just so caught up in everyday life that they're not actually looking at what's going on what around if, them what if this film is like you know the old woman who tells the future in like three thousand years. Yeah. What if the vaccination turns everybody into zombies? Mm, possibly. Well, We're safe. We ain't had one. Yeah, we ain't Not had through one. choice. We just haven't been shout, given. Shout, we just haven't been offered. Shout out to Don't put that out into the world. She thinks it's a microchip that gets put into your arm. No, I don't. And I will gladly be <laughs> first in line when they offer the vaccination. Cheers for that all. <laughs> so they're playing music really loudly at the house at the end and Pete walks in and you can see he's got a bandage on his hand and he's like, for fuck's sake, shut the fuck up. And it, we find out that he's had to work on a Sunday and he's had to, and he was like, he's had to go in early or something like that. Because everyone's called him sick or something. Everybody was sick, everybody's turning into a zombie. But can I just say in this in this scene, Pete is actually an all right guy. Yeah. Like he comes down, it's four in the morning and blasting out Electro on the fucking turntable. Yeah. And with the fucking disco lights, yeah. Up and it. he comes down, he's like, he, he starts screaming, and that as anybody would if they've got to be up early for work. And then, uh, Sean, I keep going to call him Simon. Sean explains to him, Oh, Liz has left me, yeah. And he, t- he completely flips a switch and just like, All right, just keep it down, mate. And then that would that would have been the end of it. So he's got that side to him yeah. where he's not just this cunt of a, of a landlord, or yeah, he's an all right guy, yeah, he is an all right guy. So, can when, you like, imagine, like. Having, I would be a Pete. Like, if can you imagine having yeah, to that, live that's what with I'm two saying. people that's like what I'm that? Saying. It's like, not, it's not yeah. necessarily because later on in the film, like when I think when I was when I watched the film when I was younger, I got a lot of satisfaction from um, Pete's death. Mm. He's like cockadoodle do or whatever he does and shoots him. Yeah, but now I'm like, oh, Pete actually wasn't that no. bad of a guy. And you know, if, especially if Ed wasn't paying any rent, like you still let him stay there and stuff yeah. like that. So he's not a bad guy at all. So then there's the. Repeat, we and we find out as well because um, Ed asked what happened to Pete's hand. He was like he got mugged and one of the yeah. fuckers bit him. And so then the next morning, Sean goes out the door and he's like, "Oh, do you want anything?" And he's like, "Oh, just a cornetto." Obviously, yeah. the cornetto plays cornetto. in. Have you heard about the stories behind the cornetto? No. Ah, that's in my fun facts at the end, so mm. I'll tell you about that. So Sean goes to the shop, and but everything is completely different, and it is like a scene from The Walking Dead. Yeah. But because he's not paying attention, even the fact that there's like blood prints on the fridge that makes me laugh, yeah. like handprints on the fridge, always makes me giggle. And he manages to get back home, and he he, he even slides in blood, and he doesn't notice. Yeah. But then the next best scene. Is the girl in the garden? There's a girl in the garden. So like, what? There's a girl, <laughs> the girl in, in the, the garden. garden. <laughs> and they they go outside and they're like, she's absolutely wanker. She is she is pissed. And she eventually turns around and she sort of makes like a slow beeline for Sean. And he's like, oh, I think she likes you. Yeah. And she she eventually like takes him to the ground and he t- and he starts scrolling through his fucking. Yeah, he's like, he's like help me, help me. He's like, one second goes Smile. inside, grabs a camera and takes a picture. <laughs> and uh, Sean's trying to push her back and push her back. And eventually he pushes her properly. And the, I don't know what the, what do you call it? Parasol. The parasol holder that they've got in the garden yeah. for the umbrella. She stumbles back and falls straight into it. And it's gory. Like, yeah. it's not. Ed's reaction when she falls it's funny as fuck he just he just looks at it like it's like he's so desensitised to what's happening yeah like, like you, you get Simon's re- Paul Sean's. Sean's reaction who's kind of like whoa fucking hell what's just happened and Nick just Nick Ed, Ed. <laughs> he's just one of them ones who just stood there and he's like Mm, like, all right, he's just his face is just so like, oh, whatever. Do you know what Didn't I mean? Did he go to roll the film? For yeah, it? I think <laughs> when, she, well, when, she, like... when she stands up, he doesn't yeah, he's the whole like... through. He starts rolling it again. That's so funny. So they end up running back inside because they're like, oh shit, like this is something serious. Yeah. And they, <laughs> they're like, they, they see what's going on on TV and they pick through it and they find out that this is actually a zombie apocalypse in the fucks and at this point another guy's joined in and they're like they're like is he still there and the other goes yep still there yeah. closes it off and they're like well what are we going to do and then the news guy gives them the information 
that they have to either destroy the brain or remove the head, remove remove the head. head or destroying the brain. Yeah. Do you really, again, coming back to COVID, you know how it seems like in this uh, vac, uh, vaccine virus, mm-hmm. like every, the, the government and it, even across the whole world have tried to protect everyone. Like no one has been just like, yeah, the, it's a lost cause for like the ones... The only who are real and have got it. It's not been like, yeah, they're, they're yeah, just going to fade out. Yeah, just leave to lay there, yeah. Yeah, we'll just carry on with life and it's unfortunate, blah, blah, blah. Everyone's tried to be protected. Mm. Say if a zombie apocalypse did happen, do you really think there'd be a point where they say you have to go and kill them? Like, you, it's legal for you now to kill these things. Do, do you know where I'm coming from? Yeah. Like, what the, what, at what point would they turn around and say, like, you can go around and start killing... Because you've got, you got to bear in mind when they say that, you can get away with killing a human because you can... How can you differentiate? Like, oh no, I it's thought the, you, you could say I thought it was a zombie. Yeah, it's the blood, isn't it? So I don't, I don't know. I mean, I don't think. I think be- to be honest, I think you'd be a bit too, you'd be a bit too stressed out to be like, oh shit, uh, this is a perfect opportunity to kill my worst enemy, even though they've not been bitten yet. So if it was an accident, I feel like it'd be sort of like. Yeah, fair enough. You know, like Doctor Loomis accidentally like yeah, got that but, kid but killed. But at what point would the government turn around and say, "Yeah, you can"? They, they, it won't just. They definitely say stay indoors, avoid them, blah blah blah. But what at what point would they say you can kill them by either destroying the? Well, it's self defense. It had fallen under self defense, wouldn't it? Because they they advised on the TV. It was like we urge you to stay indoors. Yeah. And you know, make sure that all doors are locked and all windows are closed. And so, I don't know. It's. I don't know. I don't know if there'd ever be a point where they'd say that. They'd probably leave it up to the military or something. Yeah, I agree. But then, once they learn that, they're like, right, okay, what are we going to do? And so they take, like, a laundry basket full of shit and just start pelting it. There's, like, a fucking toaster and everything yeah. in there. And eventually they're like, oh, shit, we're out of stuff. Sean breaks through the garage and finds a bunch of his old records. I love this scene so much. Yeah. Picking and choosing between what they can throw yeah. and what they can't. <laughs> it's so good. And he's like, no, no, that's that's the first album I ever bought. Okay, okay, Batman theme song. Throw, throw it. it. <laughs> and uh, nothing nothing sticks. I mean, one gets lodged into yeah, the head, but it doesn't kill them. But they eventually die because he hits cricket them with a cricket shovel. bat infamous, and a shovel. The infamous Shaun of the Dead weapons. That's what's on the posters and stuff, in it? Yeah. And... Afterwards, like sh- this makes me laugh. Sean's just sitting there on his living room sofa in shock, and Ed's just munching on his cornet. Yeah, <laughs> it's so good. Sean's even got a brew on, hasn't he? Yeah, very and British. And they're on about taking Pete's car, and he's like, "Right, what's the plan?" And this is where the best scene in horror comedy was ever created. Take car, go to Mum's, kill Phil. Sorry, Phil. Grab Liz, go to the Winchester, have a nice cold pint and wait for all this to blow over. Now, if you say something like that, if you say any of those things in succession, what's the plan? And somebody says, like, go to the Winchester or even says anything or says a long string of plans, somebody will reply and wait for all this to blow over. And if they've got something in the hand, you know that they will raise it and wink (laughs) at the screen. You know it's going to happen because it's this has become like a staple of British comedy. It was very pop culture-esque. It was... I don't think it'd do well in America, though. No, because it's a very British film. It is. They and American people just don't get yeah, British humour. I, th- I think America's all yeah. Americans, I, th- I feel like oh, I don't want to piss anyone off, but their their comedy is quite cheesy. But it's it's, it's crack- American it's pie cracking jokes and one liners. Yeah, yeah. It's like British humour is a very niche like market in the sense where very Australians dry. I think would also fit under there mm. Australians can find it because I think we've got quite similar humour yeah but yeah I, th- I think other than that it's very limited like the way that the the, the, the way that people act in the film is very British mm. the things that they do is very British it's set in a very British um, yeah. like, atmosphere yeah, yeah the, the way it's very suburban like London area do you yeah. know what I mean definitely and I just think that it it would not appeal to like I, I feel like they would not appreciate that line. No, like if no. like if you said that in America, everybody'd be like, "What the fuck?" I think I think because going to the pub in England's like such a big thing as opposed to in America, they'd just be like, "They go to a bar." Yeah, like like going to 
like the Brits, like if there's ever a problem, we'll just go to the pub. Yeah, you know what let's I mean? go like, to the pub and sort pub, it. Pub will sort it. You have a bad day at work, you go to the pub. You have a good day at work, you go, you to, go the to the pub. pub. <laughs> You're celebrating something, you go to the pub. Do you know what I mean? So like you celebrate in the end of work. It, yeah, you go it's, to a pub. yeah, it's quite relatable for British people to like, oh, something going on. Oh, go to the pub. Yeah, Do you know what I mean? every Friday without fail. Whereas that, like that, we go to the like it's pub culture. We go to the pub. Yeah, yeah. That, that's not and the Americans don't don't. I don't think they understand that. No, they might understand the concept of it, but they don't they don't actually see it in action. The pub is the place to be yeah exactly yeah i agree so it is it is very much made for the british population so they all end up going over to phillips first i believe yes they go yeah yeah, they go over to barbara and phillips and we find out that phillips been bitten and it's the bit and this it once again it's also this british humor where the mum's like are you hungry no not really i'll make some sandwiches okay yeah. <laughs> that oh, made me laugh no the bit that gets me in this scene is that when he's, he's, she's trying he, you can tell sean is trying to convince his mum of what he's about to do because he intends to oh. kill him and he's like oh this thing, that 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 and he's like he touched me <laughs> she just turns around looked and he's like that wasn't true that wasn't true shouldn't have said it <laughs> But Barbara's insistent that if she's going somewhere... She has to take Philip, which, which take would Philip be the case in any and case. And it is. It's so lovely. They are quite a cute yeah. couple. And so then there's Philip, Barbara, Ed, Ed. and Sean. Yeah. So then the next part of call is to go to Liz's and pick up Liz. Now... This time, Sean gets through the scaled window because they're all sort of sitting there like, oh, shit, what's going on? And David makes quite an accurate point when he's like, we were fine yeah. up until you came in and brought the whole caboodle with you. But they uh, they end up managing to convince uh, Liz and her friends as well that they need to go. Yeah, I think, I think this is a part of the film where Sean steps up and he kind of becomes quite alpha male. I think he rips off his name tag and then he's... It, it, he's gone from one complete opposite end of the spectrum to the other to being like lazy, like very just laid back and lets life happen mm. and he's just in his own little bubble to taking control and he's, give, he's doing things, he's giving orders like, right, this is the plan, this is what we'll do. Then he's executing the plan, he's gone and picked up his uh, barber and Phil. Then he's like, right, we'll go to Liz's and he's gone to Liz's with his plan in mind and everyone's like, what about this, what about that? And he seems to have an answer to everything. He seems quite, um, like, like I say, just one end of the spectrum to the other. Well, when they're walking out of the block of flats like sean's leading the way and he's just absolutely going acca yeah. with this cricket bat that's and he picked up saying going acca that bit that that's me. it all right <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't make the word up but I've, I've noticed it i think you used it in another podcast before and i was like oh she's picked up going acca well yeah because acca boozy that was the worst thing you ever said that's, that's what, what it that's what that? it that's what it originates from acca boo- well what's acca boozy one of my mates just said it once going acca boozy and then it just went down to acca and then here we are Reaching thousands of people, oh. possibly. Okay. <laughs> Get it out there, guys. Akka. Everybody start saying it. Akka. Akka. So then they all get into the car and they drive a little while, but then Philip ends up getting bitten and like an absolute chunk torn out of his neck. And this made me so sad. It is a really sad scene, isn't it? Whereas, like, you know, I... I know that we've had our differences, but I just wanted to, you know, you were 12 when your dad left and I came into your life and I just, I want, I thought it'd be someone to give you someone to look up to. Yeah, basically, <laughs> he, said, he said that he could see inside Sean that he had the potential to do well. And he just... And he had, he just wanted, to, he just felt he needed someone to push him and put point in the right way. Um, and yeah, Sean, it's, it's a really sad scene, isn't it? Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, that's when Philip converts, But he? then... Bar, he says to his mum, he's like, mum, no, we need to go, we need to leave Philip. And she's like, and she's like, uh, I can't leave Philip. And he, he says something about being a dad and Sean's like, no, he's not my dad. And she's like, Sean, for God's sake. And he's like, no, he was, yeah. but he's not now. Really and sad. It, yeah, that, it, it's a bit emotional. Yeah, it's really it emotional. And so they end up running off and leaving Philip to it because he's locked inside his own Jaguar. Yeah. Just, chilling and they run around the back now beforehand they'd met a bunch of people and well they'd met this one woman i don't actually remember her name but yeah i don't i can't even remember how her and sean knew each other i think it was from college because she knows liz as well because she's like oh it's glad nice to see some of you have made it yeah and so i think she just knew them from university or whatever but she's leading the complete it's a doppelganger group doppelganger yeah. group did you know martin freeman's in it is that the one off little britain no office 
Oh yeah, Tim. Yeah, so yeah, I was like, yeah. Tim and Dawn. Tim back and Dawn's together. in it, and then it's a guy from Little Britain at the back. I can't remember his Matt name. Matt Lucas. Yeah, he's the one oh, at the back. Shit. Did, I not, did, did you not know? No, because I was too busy fangirling over Dawn and yeah, Tim. Yeah, yeah, Matt Lucas is at the back. I was so happy about that, but then they're like, David's like, "Oh, where are we going to go now?" Oh, this bit. Like, I, I had to pause the film because I was laughing that much, and it's where he's like, "What's up, David? Never taken a yeah. shortcut before." <laughs> just goes and he through. tries to jump the. Those are the bits of comedy that, are, that fit so well in these types of films. And he tries films. to jump the fence, but the fence panel just falls down and he goes straight over I tell you it. what, it makes me fucking jump when they cross paths so at that corner. It, that was the one time this film made me jump. Yeah, so, it was I, so It just sudden. made me jerk a little bit. Oh, but it's just the bit where he falls. through that fucking fence. <laughs> the fence just falls. <laughs> Honestly... Look, America, if you are listening, and I know people are listening, we have, we have, we have, a, listening. We have a lot of American listeners, because now our podcast feed shows a location of where the downloads took place, which I thought was pretty clever. Oh, right. So there's a lot of people listening in America. If you just search up Shaun of the Dead fence scene, I promise you will laugh, because, you know, British or not, British humour or not, it is hilarious. So then... They're like, right, okay, we've got to get right across the pass and there's zombies everywhere, so what are we going to do? And Diane is a failed actress, isn't she? Yeah. And so she's like, she does this How to Be a Zombie 101 oh, no. class. You've, you've missed the fucking or the best bit in this film. Have I? Yes. When, so the, the, the garden hopping, to go for British term, for yeah. jumping over people's gardens for the American literature. Oh, shit, yeah. And the, this zombie, because it's, yeah, actually, it's quite important. Basically, Barbara stops back um, because she sees this couple's house that she thought she they knew, knew yeah. and then she sees a zombie and this zombie ends up biting her but you don't know that till later on in the film mm. so Sean goes back to save his mum jumps over this fence and then they all break through the fence and uh, no he him and the zombie break through the fence and there's a big fight scene between Sean and this zombie mm. and it's the, <laughs> yeah and the, the the grab this I can't remember is it what, called swing ball Oh, I thought it was tetherball. Is that what Americans call it? Americans is tetherball. Yeah, but it, it's basically just a big long metal pole that sticks in the ground, and it's got a tennis ball and a bit of string that goes around the. Yeah, and he's supposed to hit. Yeah, it from he's supposed left to, to right. hit it from left to right, and you're playing against someone else. And she big picks up one of these out of the ground, and it's a fucking. She's like, Sean, how yeah, does it but, but bearing in mind this metal pole, right? It's got a really sharp bottom to it because it sticks in the ground, yeah. and Sean just grabs it, goes, "Yes!" Just swings, swings it round and hits him with a fucking. And it's like, no. Ball. <laughs> I was creasing. It's just where he goes, yes. He's just, and I thought, oh my God, he's going to stab him in the head with it. And then he just swings it round and hits him with a tennis ball. Stabs him on the head with it instead. It's so funny. That fucking got me. But he ends up impaling him to a tree. And that's how it, there we go. And that's how it leads on to Diane being like, right, can you see the glazed over look in his eye? Yeah. And they're all standing there in a line and she's going through and she's like, right, give it your best shot. And Barbara's standing there like pale as anything, like, Yeah. she's like great effort Barbara I love it but actually she's been bitten so she's turning into yeah. one but then Ed and Sean try and outdo each other and he's like what's that and he's like no what you... and he's like well you you can't do any better and he's like yeah, yeah, yeah it's quite good actually. It's quite good. <laughs> but that, that's a type of comedy that I feel like you can only get with the real life partnership like Nick and Ed that that you would not think they're acting just because just of how well they yeah. bounce off each other. And there's a bit later on where he's like, with your boyfriend, and he's like, he's not my boyfriend. And then he hands him a beer, he's like, got a cold one for you. And he's like, thanks, babe. Yeah. <laughs> I just love that it just, bit. It just, that, again, that's British, that's British humour. And I feel like if you get Nick and Ed in a film, it, you'll struggle to not make it funny because yeah. they just work so well together. And they're known for it. Yeah. So... David ends up breaking through the window to the pub because they can't work out a way to get in, but that attracts all the attention of the zombies. And so then they end up, the zombies end up following Sean. Sean sort of sets a trap and he's like, follow me, follow me. And he runs off, which lets them all get into the pub. So now they're in the pub and Sean manages to sort of get through fine and all is well and safe. But the the grid lights have come on and so they realise after they've had this big argument of well well, what are we going to do what's going to you know we're just going to live off nuts and nibbles for the rest of the time but they end up settling there and everything's well and good and they're boarded up the window and then the grid lights come on and Sean's like so the power is still on it's just the fuse needs tricking is this this right Mr Electrical Engineer? Uh, Not the fuses the breakers but I think, I think he says breakers. Yeah, it's the breakers. 
So he goes to flip the breakers. This bit makes me piss so much. And so he turns on the lights. And you just see all these zombies yeah. like pressing up against the wall. And he's like, flicks just it sh- back shuts off. Shuts the blinds and the fucks off back fucks inside. Off. And uh, this is honestly, I think this is my favourite scene in the whole film. And I once again paused it because I was laughing so much and I didn't want to miss anything. But Ed ends up playing the slot machine and they sort of turn around and realise what he's doing in the light. Ed, no! And he wins the jackpot. Yeah. But then it sets everything else off. And so they're like, no, get the lights. So David gets the lights. Try, he's like flicking them all on and off. And fucking the jukebox starts playing. And it's Don't Stop Me Now. And all the zombies have started coming in. Yeah. And they all grab three pool cues. And they're beating these zombies in rhythm. Did, the thing. did you know, a fun fact for you, that there wasn't, there wasn't supposed to be able to use that song and I think the director or someone involved in the film wrote to a guitarist from Queen. Brian May. Yeah, not. did you know this in the behind the scenes? No, but not, Brian May. I know because of Yara. I, it, it might be Brian May. She's I don't, gonna, I don't, yeah, she's I don't want to get this wrong. She's going to beat the shit out wrong. of you. It is but, Brian May. He's the only yeah, guitarist. Yeah, yeah but it, what if he wanted a guitarist in Queen? But then he'd have, he'd have to have written to someone from Queen, wouldn't he, to get permission to use that song? You'd have thought so. Yeah. But, and I'm sure it was a guitarist he wrote to. There's, it? there's only two alive left alive, I think. And, but, Brian but, and Roger. A, anyway, anyway. <laughs> sorry, Yara, if I'm wrong, but he, um, and they gave him permission and they, they couldn't believe the look. They didn't think they were going to give him permission. But actually, them, them using the song in this film, Don't Stop Me Now, and I know Yara's going to get pissed off at me for this, but she's a Queen fan. From what I've heard from Dead Meat's video, Don't Stop Me Now wasn't actually, like, it was a massive, massive, massive hit, mm. but it kind of reignited how good of a song it was. People started listening to it again after yeah. this film. So it, like, re-entered released. the charts. Yeah, it, yeah, it re-entered. That, it, it got people listening to this. And the cast all had headphones in while they were filming the scenes so they could get it in beat to the... It was hilarious. It was a though. great scene. And it's just the way they've all got pull cues and they're circling yeah. them at the same time. I just think it's such a funny scene. Then you get the fucking dart to the head. That oh, makes me God. piss. Where she's, he's like, yeah, a little bit closer, and she's like, Okay, it fucking launches it, smacks him in the head, yeah. to the head, to the right head. Right inside the fucking head as well. <laughs> and uh, they managed to sort of save themselves and Sean gets a moment of like brief yeah. relaxing. But then we learn that when Liz has taken Barbara off, she's been bitten. And she's like, it's just a scratch. And I was like, oh, she's so yeah. British. And she's so cute. But then David works out, because everything's calmed down a, a little bit more then. And Sean walks over and David walks over and it's like, well, we've got, a sh- we've got a killer. Which is right in what you're saying, but he just goes about in the complete yeah, wrong he's, way. Yeah, he's a complete dick. And he immediately goes to shoot um, shoot Barbara. It makes me laugh when the, the screaming each other is like, yeah, that is giving, going into David and he's like, you're something about being a chatted account. He's like, I'm not a chatted account. Like, well, you look like one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fucking British. <laughs> so they all end up like with glasses and shit pointed towards one another. And at this point, Barbara's getting sicker and sicker and she's not going to make it. But then Sean sort of, and and also it comes out with like, well, we all know you love Liz. Yeah. And David's like, no, no, I don't. And even Diane's like, yes, no, I do. know you yeah. do. You know, you you. I was the fallback, and I've grown to ter- come to terms with that. So then Sean realizes what's going on, and he shoots his mom. Yeah, which is again an awful. That's what I mean. It's a comedy. This film, but that it really does like not oversell it as being so funny to the point where you can't take anything serious. Yeah. There's some serious things that happen in the film that make you that make you emotional. I just shot about you. It. Thanks. I'd no, f- I mean that in the I mean that in the nicest way. You wouldn't want to be like that. Yeah, I know. I'd, I'd shoot anyone who turned into a zombie. Yeah. Anyone. No one's safe. If you're a zombie, you're a zombie. <laughs> I've played a lot of zombie games to know that you just don't fucking trust. You do not trust anyone. Well, Ed, in the end, yeah, was was not so bad. But so then, yeah, Sean shoots his mum, and actually, there's this moment of sort of. Rede- redeemability for David because he's like Sean I am sorry yeah but fuck David at this point he, yeah he, 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 so David gets punched by Sean because after Sean shoots his mum David says well I think we can all agree that was the right thing to do or something yeah so Sean turns around drops him David picks up the gun and shoots him but the gun's out of ammo but David wants to know that he he shot well he, he had every intention of killing Sean there yeah. and then and that's huge that, that's something like when it happens in the film you know that you can't go back on that you knew David was going to die soon because mm. your cat's in the film after wanting to shoot the lead and uh, protagonist yeah 
But then he does say, Sean, I am, I'm sorry. But it is a very high-pressured situation and yeah. nobody knows what it's like to be in a zombie apocalypse. So, you know, we're not entirely sure what would happen. And so just at that moment, the boards break through. This is such a gross it's scene. An, it's, this is the most, like, when I think Sean and Dead, this is what I remember, this yeah. scene. It, that it, not scary. Iconic. Music. Yeah, it, not, it didn't scare me as a kid, but I was like, fucking hell, it was one of the most gruesome ones. Yeah, so they pull, they, the zombies pull David through the window and just start tearing at him and they rip his stomach open and all his intestines are coming out, his guts, and it's it's so gross and they're trying to pull him back in and then his fucking legs come off. I'll, I'll say it now because it's probably a good point to do it. The special effects in the film are insane. They, they do, are very good. They do such a good job of making making it feel really real. And there's not too much of it for you to be constantly grossed out but there are moments of shock value like yeah. that where you're like, oh shit. So, little fun fact for you. That scene, obviously David uh, David's body is a prosthetic. Yeah. Prosthetic uh, torso. And the the prosthetics team designed the insides to be ripped out in a, in a way so like it looked really good for the camera. So to make sure that, that it was done in the right way, the actual prosthetic team with the zombies ripping out the intestines so they know how to do it. Oh, to make that's it look really good. clever. So it was a prosthetics team that was the zombies ripping out the intestines. And it did look good. It did look sick. It looked, it looked really so good. good. And I'm, this is the only, and this is a great film, but this is the only thing that disappointed me about this say, film. Diane. Diane was like, she was like, I'm coming for you, David. She knew he was dead. Yeah, but she never saw you get killed, so. You de- she definitely did. But she you, definitely did, but not in, a, yeah. not in James A. Janice's eyes because he doesn't doesn't give her a kill on the kill count. No. Because you never see her die. And there is actually a comic book after, like a comic book about Shaun of the Dead that's after that and it's about Diane's story after she runs outside. Okay. So. Maybe she did live. Maybe she did, yeah. You'd have thought she was dead though. Yeah. I mean, if you go into it, if you're going to yeah. surf the crowd of a pile of zombies, then you're not going to do well so ed ends up getting bitten there's a massive fight because obviously the windows broke through now so zombies are just pouring in left right and center ed ends up getting bitten and they manage to get down into the basement area and they're all contemplating the contemplating suicide this bit makes me laugh as well so ed's like pissing blood like holding a towel to his neck and sean and liz are like right well how are we going to do it there's only two shells left in yeah in the gun and she and they were like well i'll shoot you and then you shoot yourself, and yeah. then they're sort of working it out. And Ed's like, I don't mind being eaten. And then <laughs> Sean and Liz end up having this like massive heart to heart. And Ed just goes, Actually, I think I'd rather be shot. Yeah. <laughs> when he sees them two fucking talking all the feelings. Yeah, but... it made me laugh. But they they end up miraculously finding this sort of like lift that takes them up to the higher ground. And Sean gives Ed the gun, and he's like, Yeah use it wisely and so then they lift up and they brought into daylight and the SWAT team come in yeah the, the doppelganger group that they saw before obviously had a better plan than what they did because yeah. they why they didn't stick involved. together I have no idea but it's a good job they crossed paths because otherwise they would have died well not necessarily saying that Sean and Liz would have died but because they told them they was off to the Winchester they knew where they'd be and went and saved them yeah yeah so they Sean and Liz sort of end up together they end up moving in together and the best scene is like oh, I'm just gonna, just gonna go out to the shed for a bit yeah. and so Sean ambles out and inside the shed is Ed it's a really good twist on the film it like, is. because he's still there he never died he he's a zombie but he still goes out and plays games with him and, and I just like love that. that all the cameos on the TV programmes are to do with zombies in this one like Jerry Sp- it's like Jerry Springer yeah. and she's like I don't care what people say Like I love my boyfriend even if he is a zombie like he's fine and Sean Ed tries to bite Sean and he's like hey well, no. Coldplay were on it, weren't they? Yeah. It was Zombade. That's yeah, what they called Zombade. it, Zombade. Uh, the, one of my points is, um, the, how do you think the news reacts stuff like that? Because it was a Japanese TV show, or I don't know if it was Japanese. Yeah, it, was it looked like Takeshi's TV Castle, show, yeah, where it? zombies were being used as like entertainment stuff. There was like stuff, body was, bags, like, wasn't there? Yeah, and it, it, to get it was to like, it. how far would would the world take it? I think they'd it? take advantage. Like, take if, we, advantage if, we, of if we recovered well enough to the point where, and there's a few zombies left, would we just kill them or would we... Make him into a TV show, or would would there be a, would there be a group or... of people who are like no, there's there's still something left, like mm. they've still got human rights or whatever. Try rehabilitate. Yeah, them. exactly. Like it's, it there's was a just... few zombie films that have that, like that focus on. I think there is one. There's one about a boy zombie, I believe. I'm not sure. And she she keeps she tries to train him. But yeah, it's just an interesting concept. Like, what I wonder what would happen after we've recovered from a zombie apocalypse. Yeah, but he tries to buy. Sean and Sean's like no, yeah, and then they both end up sitting and playing on the Xbox together, and then well, plates at PlayStation, or is it? I don't, I don't know. Yeah, the console see, together, yeah. and that's the end of the movie. Yeah, cracking film, good film. So. 
budget. Now think about this carefully because there's quite high profile actors in it. When was it released? Oh, I don't fucking know. Right, I'm gonna. 2000? It was two thousands, yeah. Before I'm gonna go with. See, it was the first out of the trilogy between Ed and Simon, between mm. Nick and Simon, because I think it was a first. Sean and Ed, then. Yeah, this is the first then the one. Fuzz, then the third. Because the third one was more sci fi one. Yeah, that was World's End. So it wouldn't have had the amount of money it would have had to spend on Hot Fuzz and the other one. So with that in mind, 15 million. 6.1 million. Oh, fuck. And of the box office? Sixty million. Thirty million. I wasn't a million miles away from either. No, you were thirty million. Yeah, but sometimes <laughs> I'm like fucking hundreds of millions off. Yeah, no, you were you were quite close with this one, but yeah, it didn't. I think <clears throat> it's more of a DVD. This one, isn't yeah, it? and it I is. think it did. It does for the UK what Ginger Snaps did for Canada. It's a cult film. Yeah. Like it's it's a yeah. certain group of people like yeah, it, it's, and it's yeah, very it's popular very British, with them. Isn't it, to be fair. Yeah, it's it's like The Office with zombies. Yeah. And so, it, yeah, I can see why it didn't pull in as much as we think, but it still made a decent profit. Yeah, it's still great. So, my fun facts, and most of them I don't think have been said, because you came up with quite a few of your own. So, George A. Romero, who is a massive zombie film director... Yeah, yeah, I know George Romero. ...was so impressed by Sean and Ed's performance, so... Uh, it, Sean and Ed, Sean and Nick's performance, he asked them to cameo on a zombie film, Land of the Dead, as zombies. And ah, they did. that's so <clears> cool. Sean and Ed's friendship is based on how Sean and Nick were when they were flatmates yep. themselves. Allegedly, Nick kept his balls shaved throughout filming to create a genuine need to keep scratching because that was part of his character plan. <laughs> That's dedication to the That's cause, cool. that. Quentin Tarantino said this is one of the top 20 movies to be made since 1992. Oh, dear. And his opinion counts for a lot. Yeah. Uh, due to... Uh, uh, due to coincidental timing, uh, the release of Shaun of the Dead was held back for two weeks because Dawn of the Dead came out at the exact same time, mm. which I I was quite shocked at because I thought that took a lot from Dawn of the Dead, but it clearly wouldn't have done. Yeah, the, surely that would have been a Dawn of the Dead remake. Dawn of the Dead was like 1980s, I think. Yeah. The original, so the, that would have been Dawn of the Dead was, remake, yeah. yeah. Part of the Cornetto trilogy, so he eats red, which represents zombies and blood in this one. In Hot Fuzz, it's blue and white, which represents the police. And in World's End, it's green, which is science and aliens. Yeah. So they're all different flavours of Cornetto for a different reason. Oh, cool. And then the movie was shot in only nine weeks. Oh, yeah. Which, quite a short time for a film. And finally, David Williams auditioned for the role of David. So the guy at Little Britain, uh, the tall yeah. one from Little Britain, auditioned for the role of David. Ah. Did you also know that I don't think I think Simon. It was Simon and someone else who like made the idea of this movie because they said they said how good would a movie be just mm. about us like surviving a zombie apocalypse. That's where the ball got rolling, and uh, Nick Frost Frost wasn't because it was one of his first acting performances, first big ones. Mm. It it wasn't actually supposed to be Nick, but I think Simon kind of stuck his neck out on the line and was like, "No, like give him the this chance." This is the point. Yeah. yeah, give him give him a chance. It'll work well, and then it obviously did. Paid off well. But those are my fun facts. All right, what's your would you rather then? Right, it's not a would you rather. Shock. Shock. If there was a zombie apocalypse and you had to grab three things to defend yourself with in this house, what would you grab? Um. So, the the little handheld bat we've got somewhere. You know, the little Liverpool one. Oh, yeah, one. the Liverpool one. Uh, what... Is it to defend myself with or to survive? Like, what would I go out in the open world with? Just, you had to grab three things to defend yourself with, that's what. My phone and my charger, that that comes as one, doesn't it? No, that's three different things. I'd probably say my phone and my phone charger then. Because okay. the, the importance of staying in contact with people. But all the staying, lines would go down. Yeah, but how, yeah, eventually they'd come down. But I've still got, I've still got time now. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Like in Shaun of the Dead, the, the electric's still going. The electricity's still there. They can still turn lights on and stuff. Yeah, but all the networks were down. Yeah, but you, yeah, but you could find you could find something. You could up, you could you could still make phone calls. You could still do other things. Okay. 
obviously maybe as a trend on the apocalypse went on, but the one in Shaun of the Dead was quite quick. Yeah, was like so, I don't, so I don't imagine phone lines were down and stuff. The phone lines were down to ring the emergency services because it was so busy, but he could still ring his mum and stuff. So he yeah, could, so he could still make contact. So it'd be my phone and my phone charger. Okay. What about you? Curtain rail, frying pan, and a table leg. You thought about that one? Yeah. I wrote it down. Uh, I thought about it for a while. Frying pan? Yeah. You could do damage with a frying pan. I know, but the handles are quite weak, I think. If you had like a cast iron one that was built, the handles built into the pan. No, the one downstairs but, would do some damage. No, nah, if you kept banging that, it, it's. I don't think it's it, got I a lot of shelf life. I keep banging it. I'd only do it the once. Yeah, but there's more than one zombie in a zombie apocalypse. I've got a curtain rail and a table leg. That's a third choice. <laughs> Let me feel that curtain rail real quick. I didn't say that curtain rail. That'd be useless. I didn't say that curtain rail. Which one? We've got plenty of curtain rails. Well, which curtain rail? Downstairs. That's not a rail, is it? That's just bits of plastic that go around the end, so that'd be shit. No, you've got... Yeah, but there's a rail that goes around it. The one... No, the one downstairs is a rail. The patio one is? Yeah, that's what I meant. Right, well, after this podcast, I'm going to go down and You, were, you are, aren't you, yeah, as I'm well? Yeah, I'm going to feel it, because you don't think about your options enough, that's what I mean. Yes, I do. I sat I don't, I don't, I don't think a, a table leg's a good one. It's light at one end and heavy at the other, so it's good. That's, that's probably better than my bat. Curtain rail, no, I think that's too too, too long, not not going to do enough damage. It's not heavy enough. I could always... Yeah, but what, I could what always... A frying, I could pan, al- frying pan and break, unless I had a cast iron one. Yeah, but the curtain rail's wooden. I know, but it, I don't think that's going to kill a zombie. It's not going to be heavy, the curtain rail. It's not, but if I hit it hard enough, it's going to if do If you hit it hard enough, it snaps. Yeah, but then I've got two weapons, haven't I? So. Yeah, but then you've shortened your range by 50%. You picked a Liverpool bat, which is like yeah, but that, at least 10 centimetres that, long. That's a bat, though. That that one hitting, you could do some damage with that. One hit with yours and it blasts into a million pieces. Yeah, but you don't even know where the Liverpool bat is, so you'd be fucked. Yeah, but you? you didn't say I had to find him. You just said, I know I know that it's in this house. Maybe it's not, maybe I threw it out. You didn't. You don't know that. I do know that. Oliver, no. <laughs> Why do you always have to pick fault I'm, with I'm, what it's I just, pick? It's, I'm, I'm not I'm picking fault. I'm time. having a conversation. This is a debate. I'm, you can't get offended. If I was asking you this off the podcast, you wouldn't be reacting like this. You'd be like, oh, Oh, yeah, but no, I you think, you think I'm just picking at it. you? I'm not. I'm just saying, yeah, but then in that scenario, that's going to happen. All right, my, my, I'm sticking with my curtain rail. That's It'd be fine. a good choice. It was nice knowing you. Thanks. Yeah, because you'd be a zombie. I, I definitely wouldn't. Yes, you would. Right, my pick for next week is Host. Probably the most recent horror film oh, I've watched. okay. Well, I saw a video on it. It, it was right. quite good. So. It was okay. Yeah, I'll give Host a watch. Oh, have you not watched it? No. Oh, I have. Right, that'll be it for Monday then. Oh, it's on Shudder though. I'll find a copy somewhere. A legal copy? Not necessarily. Prove it. Someone might have it on DVD. I don't think it comes out. (laughs) (laughs) That'll burn it off on a disc for me and then I'll buy it off him because I bought the DVD. There we go. Now you've just implicated Dad and Christ. I don't know my dad. We don't know our dad. (laughs) We not? (laughs) Not now. Don't go looking. We'd have a stepmom. That never happened. (laughs) Yeah, who's Yari? Why do we keep mentioning this weird name? Maybe it's some uninvited shit. Oh, got me on that film. Fuck I looked. Off. You you played the you watched the pool. I, I, I went on the uh, Instagram the other day and I saw that oh, someone had commented that someone else out. had commented saying yeah it was pretty shit and I was like two people did go I was like yes. So yeah, tune in Monday for the host. Thanks for listening. And it's my mini episode on Thursday. Oh yeah, it's your mini episode. Is oh yeah, isn't it? It is. Have you got, have you got anything in mind? Yeah, I'm ready. What is it? That ghost story thing. Yeah. So then a ghost story from one each one of your friends, isn't it? Yeah. Someone you know, and that'll be on Thursday. All so, right. Thanks for listening. Bye.